And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Episode 8 of Down on the Docks. My name's Chris Neff. I'm joined today with my good friend and comedian, Dustin Torres. How are you, buddy? I feel good. I think we're alone now. <laughs> Not quite, because we wouldn't be here Call and back. even be able to uh, have this podcast running without our open mic producer extraordinaire, Dave Sarah. He's also here, so technically we're not alone yet. He's not alone I, now. I don't know how here I am exactly, because uh, I did take you know another bite. Do you know what around. Dustin was tipping off to you earlier? Uh, no. Today's episode oh, time. Oh, oh, right, yeah. right, sure. But before we get into that, we want to thank you all for joining us. And as always, if you are a fan of our show, we implore you and beg for you, basically, to leave us a five-star review on Apple. Why, Dustin? Because my space is already full. <laughs> Dave, why? Because his space is already full. And that's <laughs> correct. Guys, five-star reviews help us out on iTunes. If you want to send us a direct email... Uh, feel free to email us at downonthedocks at gmail.com. Guys, this is a special episode. Any guesses why? <laughs> yeah. I think we're alone now. That's not why. Dave, okay. any guesses, Dave? Um, No. It's a first around here. All right, you know what? I think you're too baked, so I'm just going to go ahead and Thank blow it. Thanks. Intersect. This is our... No, not yet. This is our first listener requested oh, episode this is correct yes about, about this stuff so if you are a fan of the show we have I a remember discord. that in show prep yep we have a discord and we have a section under there called uh submit um uh, your ideas on the internet yeah it's on the internet um it's on our discord uh if you want to know how to get to the discord just go to our twitter or instagram and click on our linkedin bio and that'll tell you how to get there on a computer yep but enough of that. This was a special request from Randy Marsh. If you don't know Randy, <laughs> he also goes by Soundwave Productions on Oh. Yeah, it's Soundwave. I love Soundwave. On Twitter. Um, he's love a great clips. guy. He does clips. Um, he's very good at what he does. So if you need some edits for a podcast, reach out to him. Um, so this was requested by Randy. It is a documentary titled I Think We're Alone Now. It was directed by Sean Donnelly, and it was released in 2008. And before we jump into it, I want to give you an overview of what this documentary is all about. Uh, basically, this documentary chronicles uh, <laughs> two of the biggest Tiffany fans in the world. Now, I'm not saying a Tiffany fan, like, you know... It's a fan made by the famous company Tiffany. Oh. I'm talking about <laughs> okay. the artist with one name known as Tiffany. Tiffany. She okay. was make nice lamps, though. She was <laughs> very she expensive was a, lamp. I don't. This was definitely my time because I remember being in junior high and hearing the locomotion. Oh yeah, and a couple other. Verbs. Come on, baby. Yep. Do the so locomotion. for those of you who don't know, uh, this is uh, going to be a shout out to those ch children of the '80s like myself. So there's a lot of. Uh, uh, you can re learn about her if you want more information. Um, She's I, in Playboy. We'll get to that. But I actually went on Spotify and checked out a few of her songs today. But the artist is just Tiffany. So, again, this documentary. I went to Spotify and it said go to Playboy. Oh, it did? We'll get there. 
So the documentary chronicles these two obsessive fans that are just in love with Tiffany. So we're going to go ahead and start. We fade in on a gentleman by the name of Jeff Turner. And this is our first impression of him. He's 46. And the first thing out of his mouth is, Tiffany and I have known each other most of our life. And we are in love with each other. And she's a great singer. Oh, we've kissed. <laughs> no tongue. It didn't happen, but it could have. No, it couldn't have. <laughs> exactly. Nope. Yeah. This is nope. So right off the bat, we could tell this guy's not all there. And for yeah, some reason, here's the deal. He's either a full. This is the thing. He's either a full blown serial killer or the parts manager at Pet Boys. Yeah, and I kind of got that impression too because while they're having this talk with him, he's in front of his yard and he's got like a plastic dinosaur in his hand and I'm like, interesting place to your establishing shot of your main character. <laughs> so uh, that kind of tipped it off for me right off the jump. But Jeff continues and he says, most people don't know who Tiffany is because she's not that famous. She started in 1987. She had two hits, could have been, and of course, I think we're alone now. We're this. Yeah, and don't forget about the locomotion. Yeah. Who the fuck is this? See, person? that's the thing. I remember the locomotion more than I remember. Um, I think we're alone now. We all do. Um, so, just some more backstory on Jeff. He lives in Santa Cruz, California, and he loves it because, according to him, it's full of sociological freedom because of its weird and wacky, bizarre people that draw the fascists away from him. He's, you can tell when you meet this guy, he's extremely concerned about fascism. Yeah, but he doesn't really say why. So, um, like I said, he takes us into his house and he opens up the old scrapbook. Oh. Okay. This first news article he reads from says, Former pop sensation Tiffany Darwish has been followed by one stalker for 11 years as a 16-year-old, she was forced to get a restraining order against one Jeff Dean Turner. And then he's like, ha, 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 ha. They used my middle name there. Sounds, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fucking reporter did some real fact-checking. Yeah, wow. but he's excited. Yeah. You know, this is his thing. Yeah, he made a scrapbook for somebody. Like that All good stalkers have scrapbooks. I wouldn't, okay? do it. I wouldn't stalk without it. Yeah, and then when you get when you get comfortable enough with your stocky, uh -huh. then you can uh, give them like gift them the scrapbook. Oh, they can yeah, use that as true, like a yeah. coffee. You're like this is coffee book. Hey, my life work, my <laughs> life's work was you, All, yeah. and now you own cutouts. it. <laughs> it's like newspaper cutouts of her, and then also newspaper cutouts. <laughs> Of the stalker, like getting news in the story. Cover letter, like, you're welcome. Trying to put a knapsack <laughs> over their head or something like that, or some other crazy stalker shit. Well, let's keep going with Jeff. Um, so he, uh, this article that he reads says a 35 year old fan who began kissing and hugging her at a concert, and he goes, didn't quite happen like that. Um, then one day she saw him outside of her house. I was a little freaked out, to say the least, says Tiffany. Now, she's back in Southern California, and so is her stalker, Jeff. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. And according to Tiffany, she says, I have to be very careful. I would, now. too. I mean, if I heard a guy that laughed like that. <laughs> yeah, on. that was yeah. pretty close to yeah. how he laughed. So... Um, so maybe she she hugged him? Is that what the discrepancy is? He never had is? to cut her out of a house, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. So then we see a note Jeff wrote her, okay? It's an actual letter, and on the back of it, he signs it, I'm the one who was and is born to love you. Nice. Yeah, and there's another one, and it says, 
Is it possible for you to marry me, please? Polite. Pretty direct. And then this one I love. You are the most Christ-like person I have ever met. I've said that before. Yep. And then the last one says, good show. Praise Jesus and be more like him. Um, and of course, then I start putting this together and I realized these were all like return to sender. Return to sender. Yeah. She never even opened these letters. So then the camera pans. I to- come from a return sender. <laughs> Not even close. That is how it goes. You know what? You got the right decade and that's it. <laughs> okay. I come from a return sender. <laughs> Okay. So, all right. All right. It did sound pretty funny. Hey, how about we return to the podcast? Let's, go, let's, let's do it. All right. So anyway, the podcast. then the camera pans to his actual court documents where Tiffany was the plaintiff and Jeff was the defendant. All right. We see more news clippings and the titles are trial ordered for pursuer of Tiffany and court orders Santa Cruz man to stay away from Tiffany for three years. So he didn't do so well in court. No, right? not even close. Return to Santa. So next we meet uh, another person, and this person's name is Kelly McCormick. She's 31. She lives in Denver. Now, she's an athlete and loves Denver because according to her, its high altitude is perfect to train in. So she says, if you train up here and then you go to L.A., you can smoke the competition easily. I've always said the same thing. Yeah. So here's the, here's the tricky part. We're going to be delicate with this and we're going to be um, uh, as honest and open with this as possible sure. mm-hmm. because it needs to be said. Yes. So she is intersex. Now, I had heard the term in the past. I didn't exactly know what it meant. So I'm going to give you a, an actual clinical definition, just so we're all clear. We're going to pause the stand-up comedy for now, and we're just going to. Oh, is be that cli- what we were calling we're, it? We're going to we're going to be clinical, please. Okay, lady so, boys and respectful. All right. So intersex people are individuals born with any of several sex characteristics, including chromosome patterns, gonads, or genitals. <laughs> You're going to laugh at gonads. <laughs> You got to give me something. So they're interested in sex. Okay. They're interested in sex. According to the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. Holy shit. Do not fit typical binary notions of male or female bodies. Now, there are a variety of symptoms that can occur. Ambiguous genitalia is the most common sign. Mm. There can be a micro penis. Okay. <laughs> it's okay to laugh. Wait, so no, I'm not laughing. I'm just saying what okay. when you say micro. Just the word micro. Okay. It's cool. Clitoromegaly. Is that micro penis in No, that's in large clitoris. That's large clitoris. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could play is it this or that? Partial <laughs> labia fusion. Oh, I've seen that. Okay. Electrolyte abnormalities. Gatorade. Delayed, delayed or absent puberty. Unexpected changes at puberty, hypospadias, label and injunal grown masses, which may turn out to be testes for a long time in girls or undescended testes, which may turn out to be ovaries in boys. So it's old uncle undescendies. It's this whole concept of you, you have a little of this, you have a little of that. Okay. Yeah. So I think 
I think is isn't Jamie Lee Curtis in her sex? Isn't she like a famous person that's in her sex? She is. She is. So she has both the, both parts. Um, well, I don't know if she has both parts. No, like she, internally, internally, she might she have has, some yes. couple of that's both what parts. I'm saying. Testes. It's not like yeah, I got, she doesn't have hangers. Well, she does have some hangers from her chest, <laughs> but that's we've all seen true lies. <laughs> yes, yeah, one of my favorite. Same, we're trying to have a serious Do conversation it. about Jamie Lee okay. Curtis. Do it so, slowly. But the point is this: in this documentary, keep in mind it was produced in what 2008. They, they throw around the term hermaphrodite. Now, that term was acceptable back then. It is yeah. no longer used in today's society. Sure. I okay. use it, but... I mean, I, even in 2008, hermaphrodite was a little leash. I used yeah. it a couple weeks ago. How'd it work? I, I was, it was ill-delivered, but well taken. Okay. Did you think it was like a burger or something? I did. I was like, I'll take a hermaphrodite. And they're like, you know what? No one fucking uh, yeah. says that anymore. Yeah, you can't say that in, in the gayborhood. You cannot. So... She's very um, open, and she says she likes to flaunt what she has and mm -hmm. is always trying to better herself. And then, for some reason, they show her jogging with a tread uh, on a treadmill, but she's wearing a cowboy hat. So, but stylish. Keep in mind, Tiffany wore a lot of cowboy hats, so oh, I'm right. guessing that's where she picked ah, it up. Ah, right, homage. So, so they show her leaning against a wall in her room, and this room is covered with pictures of Tiffany. I'm not talking like a dozen. I'm not talking like a hundred. It's wall to wall Tiffany pictures. Like the movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson. Yeah, pretty Mel much. Gibson. Yeah, that's a great, great uh, comparison. So she says, quote, Cupid never came around and I've never been in love and have the same amount of love returned back to me. So it's a little sad right off the jump. So anyway, um, her, like I said, she continues and she says, this is very important to her. She says, the difference between me and a stalker is that I truly love the individual. Which I'm pretty sure every stalker pretty much yeah. says. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure every stalker is like, I'm not a stalker. Yeah. So then there was this very popular poster at the time of two women making out in black and white. And she's written two arrows pointing to each woman. And one says me and the other says Tiffany. So then she says, there's not one thing on Tiffany that I do not love. Theoretically, I love her down to her bone marrow. Right. Theoretically, how could you really know unless you dated bone marrow before? Because yeah, it's a good point. I, like wanna, I want your bone marrow. I'm trying to make some fun. This might turn into a house of hammer situation. It might. It's not. Hammer okay, house. Good. Okay. So back to Jeff. He talks about being bullied all the time through elementary school and junior high and high school. And... Um, he continues, and we learn about his you know, backstory a little bit, just mainly bullying. But then we meet his cross-eyed friend, Douglas Hawes, who is also on the Asperger's spectrum, because Jeff is as well. One eye, one eye is going just all over the place. Yeah. Um, but he says, look, I've known Jeff for 20 years, and he's used to quite a bit of rejection, so it's really hard for him to impress people. Now, Jeff grew up as a military brat. Um, his dad died in Vietnam when he was 13. And then he was raised by his stepfather, Richard, who's a model railroad train conductor. Oh, boy. He had a great, listen, he had a great setup. It's pro shit. Shwayze on par Express. with old Mr. Rogers setup. Like, if there's bad. one thing I know about model railroad train conductors, they don't have a lot of patience. Uh, well. Okay? 
No, they I mean, don't. You got to work with really small yeah. things. And what and happens, do you think, when your son on the spectrum comes by and just oh, crashes through it like a fucking bull like in a Reptar. china shop? Holy shit. Yeah. When I worked for the railroad, I didn't have no time for no son on an inspection. So he, here's the thing. He got in trouble once for dropping a ch- uh, one of his dad's ch- uh, I didn't get the joke. Him. Sorry. Don't, don't worry about it. Just plow through it. Okay. So the point is, he got in trouble once for dropping one of his dad's trains and at that point says you know what dad your behavior is worse than king philip ii of spain he was a real history buff <laughs> but i mean that's my point is he hail the king he's not exactly great at communicating so his dad thinks he's totally fucking crazy and they take him to the doctors and they couldn't figure out what was wrong so <laughs> maybe but, my, maybe the, what was wrong is his dad only played with fucking model trains all day yeah and like i think when they, when they say this person has asperger's the point this is the person you're talking about right yeah like, yeah. like does this just is this, does it just translate to like a low iq no or it's like motor no, skills it's actually are totally he's different super smart it's yeah. about social skills oh and obviously thinking it's okay to go uh to be uh go to court for three years and get a penalty for stalking Tiffany and keep doing it. That's Or what, he's just a fucking badass fan who's so smart to know that he's not doing anything wrong. Okay, there's that. Okay. So here's the thing. Let's get back to Kelly. I do want to say this. Jeff, here's a light into Jeff's brain. He says, my brain is cracked and it's the cracked ones that let the light into the world. Which he might be right about that. Yeah, gotta, which, yeah. I mean, he could, what if he's, what if we're the crazy ones and he's the, he's the non-crazy one. Takes a dark soul to shine. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, we meet Kelly back in Denver, and she's training. She's always training because she's an athlete. And she decides to show off her running prowess with a demonstration, and she starts doing shuttle runs in the middle of the street. And when she's finished, she says, that was only 7% of 27% per, of what I'm capable of doing. Okay. So <laughs> okay. those percentages 34, I think, yeah. So the thing is, is that she comes across with a very Napoleon Dynamite vibe to her. And we checked the timeline on this. This was like two years after Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know if she was intentionally doing this, but I thought maybe she was. Um, Like they really like tater tots. I don't know. I built you a cake. Tater tots. So she does talk about, you know, being born intersex. And she says, how would Tiffany feel about my situation? And then she says, oh, wait a minute. I already know. She would accept, expect me, accept me for who I am. And Tiffany was always really good about that. She was. She was known in the industry for being <laughs> acceptive of people on this. spectrum. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like when you she hear was, this person talk, you're like, oh, the delivery is weird, but she's making a lot of good points. Is Tiffany still alive? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And how often do you see from her in this documentary? Oh, you're going to hear oh, from her. Oh, you're going to see. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just be okay. patient. Okay. Okay. So this makes me think I was alone now. So Jeff talks about his prior history with women and he refers to a romantic relationship that he had in 1985, but it didn't work out and he was redeemed by Yeshua Hot Mishka Ak, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I don't. Oh, Jesus Christ is part of the name. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a different Christ. With the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a Christ different with, Jesus sure. with this with a different first name and yeah. last name. Yeah, but it's Yahashu Hot Mishu Ak Jesus Christ. It was Jesus' brother with Asperger's. Oh, <laughs> what's his brother? Dave Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so we Johnny God level. We meet Jeff's pastor. Okay, this guy is patient. 
Uh, he's a great guy. And Jeff says, you know what? Or the pastor says, Jeff's one of the most amazing people you could ever meet. If you meet him, he's going to be your friend for life. Unless I mean, it's Tiffany. And she's <laughs> like, well, guess what? I'm going to fucking run as fast as I can because he's creeping the fucking shit out of me. How about that? He's asking me for a piece of my scab. Um, we'll get to that. Now, Wait, at this point in the documentary, mm-hmm. does it say how many times this person was the person's name? What's Jeff. The, Jeff yeah. and Tiffany have interacted with each other. Like, no, but you get the impression it's probably three or four. Now, here's the thing. You're when you're doing about, that gnarly of shit, it doesn't matter. You're One talking, time. pictures together? You're talking about interacting. But okay. do, they have, do they have pictures together? Yes. Or like, oh. you, and I, I, yes. I can imagine what a fan can do. Not always you can get to Tiffany. Yeah. But every time... You can work. if so, you try hard. So a couple times they've interacted with each other. He hasn't missed a concert since like 87. Uh. So he's been in the same room with her many, many times. At sure. the meet and greets. Sure. He's got pictures of her, you know? So, uh, yeah, they've met. Wow. So it must be, honestly, though, it must be fun to like... Be that crazy? Yeah, this be, is what we were talking about. Yeah. I would love to I be this love fucking it's, like, crazy. it's just like, yeah, like, oh, I save up all my money to go to a Tiffany concert. And scene. In, in, in every right. single state <laughs> uh-huh. and city. Uh-huh. It's kind of cool. We're going to get... Oh, shit. Okay, so we meet a woman named Christine. Uh, who at the time is a moderator um, on one of the uh, forums, Tiffany chat rooms. Oh, my God. Yep. And she's got her own feelings about Jeff. And I thought she was a little hard on Jeff. But she says she recalls a time where she met Jeff at the beach at a Tiffany concert. And Jeff claimed that Tiffany worked so hard to protect him when in reality, that was just security surrounding Jeff so he couldn't get to Tiffany. But Jeff (laughs) took it as... Tiffany's looking out after me and putting security guards around me during the concert because wow. she loves me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. After the concert was over, she was just trying to get away into the night without <laughs> having someone to get put away. their arms around her. And then you and put your arms around me and, and you stumble to the yeah. ground and then we say. Those were the actual oh lyrics from God. the song. That's what we yeah. do. You probably don't remember that. No, I don't. Okay. So Jeff decides <laughs> to show off Good song. his 15 plus book collection on stocking which he claims was created by, quote, the Association of Threat Management and Threat Assessment Professional People, which is part of the massive psychological operation, which really is stalking and psychosexual obsession in a new McCarthyism witch hunt. Written by John Stalker. This guy gives conspiracy theorists a bad name. Yeah. Yeah. Or these books were written by a clinical professional that should be currently treating you. Could you imagine sure. ordering all or, or renting all those books at one time? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. And just checking out. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. the, the, the look on the woman's Do you face? have a stalking section? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been you, over here in Greek literature for the longest time, but you know what? I really got to get to that stalking section. Uh, are you trying to avoid stalking? Yeah. No. You mean stalking like you're in uh, management of like control? No, no, no. Stalking. No, I'm not talking about trading stocks. Yeah, I'm no. talking about like hunting <laughs> yeah. and This gathering. has nothing to do with logistics. You mean like soup stock? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Nope. That's that's in Home and Gardens. You're in A-L-K-I-N-G. the stalking yeah. Oh, predatorial stalking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... We get more glimpses of Jeff's Tiffany uh, clippings, and uh, he goes, oh, here's the uh, article about the sword. And apparently Jeff had decided to give Tiffany a samurai katana 
and five chrysanthemums, which is the highest sign of respect in Japanese culture. Unfortunately, he was arrested before she could receive the gesture. But at least it was a katana. I mean, those yep. things are fucking sharper than Ginzu knives. No it's doubt. Like yeah. No doubt. I mean, and it is a pretty big supreme gesture. <sighs> They're like four grand. But the point is, you're not allowed to show up at her house holding a knife and five flowers and said, this is for you. Because Says the government, dude. Right. So according to not Jeff, my government, exactly. So back to Jeff's friend, Douglas Hawes, he says, Jeff is not a crazy stalker and he has connections and it's all related to all the secret societies oh, and the secret on. society matrix that is behind the scenes in this country and knows stuff that is not public information. And according to Jeff, there are multiple satanic societies fighting for control in the streets. For Tiffany's uh, affection? Yeah, or... Tiffany CIA. Something. But like part it, of MK Ultra. What you need to know at this point is Jeff's friend, Mr. Dawes, he ain't all there either. Mm -mm. Oh, I'm sure. Okay? So we have yet to meet a person that's not... Clinically insane. Correct. So then Jeff, this is, is going to get a little weird. Jeff decides is. to give us a crash course in radionic signing psychotronic devices. You ever heard the term? I have. <laughs> have you? Uh, uh, not, I was going to buy some, but they were just overpriced. Okay. Not say that I have. Well, let me paint the picture for you. You just did. No, no. Here's what he has. He has oh, yeah. a... Uh, one of what are those batteries that aren't the size of car batteries, but they're pretty big? <laughs> Lawnmower battery. Yeah, it's like a lawnmower yeah. battery. Okay, yeah. He is that connected to... A um, Bell bicycle helmet. <laughs> yeah, well, hold on. We're, uh, that's the end. Uh, to this mound of, like, various equipment. And in them, I saw a candle, a water bottle, some various metal, and some crystals. And then he's got the cords attached to that that go directly to a bicycle helmet that has crystals glued to the top of it. Which looked exactly like the time machine that Chris and I invented. But yeah, according like... to this machine, <laughs> he is able to telepathically communicate with Tiffany sure. when he wears the hat. The radionic signing psychotronic device. Is it was that like a synonym? Not a synonym. Is that like a uh, an abbreviation for something? No, 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 no. No, that's what it. does it spell out if you try to do it that way? I'm a fucking psychopath. RSP. RSP, okay. Okay. But he also says the communication's good, but it could be better if he had a lock of hair oh, or a piece of skin from oh, a blister, but, but he hasn't gotten around to asking her anything. It's never been easy to get a blister, a he, skin blister from an 80s pop star. He hasn't gotten around to asking her that yet. Man, okay. I have a lock of your hair? <laughs> so let's get to Kelly's story. So Kelly, she had a bike accident in the 80s. And she was in a coma for 16 days. And while in the coma, she had a vision of Tiffany. And when she woke up from the coma, the first song she heard was, I think we're alone now. Now, keep in mind, before she had the accident, she'd never seen Tiffany in her life. She woke up and had an Tiffany. <laughs> I can't believe you did that, but you did it. It was good. Ah, did you get the? Uh, that's from Tiffany? the breakfast at Tiffany. No, 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 that's not what that's from. I love the breakfast It's called a pun. He instead of a epiphany, he said an epiphany. Oh, I get the, it. Okay. It's, yeah, I, she's I know what a pun is. I just okay. didn't hear that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a very funny joke. So, uh, the whole point is, 
Can you imagine if like the first song she heard when she got out of the coma was like Rob Zombie's like volume? <laughs> <laughs> What can we we do the do sixty I did it the one time. Right. The only time we can ever use the monster (laughs) the monster audio. That's enough. That's it. The whole point is had that happened. This would have gone. This documentary would have gone in an entirely different direction. I think it just did. I think it just did. Five, yeah. Oh, that is a great song. So anyway, uh, in 2004, Jeff decides to ask <laughs> Tiffany. The only times he he decides to ask Tiffany if she will marry him, and she says, "Sorry, no can do. I'm already engaged to a man by the name of Ben George." So. I'm thinking, how the fuck did she even respond to her? How, how did she respond to him? And I guess this guy just knows how to get around restraining orders. Mm. Or he keeps getting her new phone number. Oh. Or maybe he's just talking to himself. The point is the documentary doesn't make it clear. Maybe it's the helmet. <laughs> it could have been. I mean, he could have keeps working. What the fuck? <laughs> So Kelly claims that when Tiffany married Ben, she took it really personally. And she went into this massive deep depression and it was a major setback. And according to her, it felt like a defensive back intercepted the quarterback and ran it back for maybe 10 to 15 yards. Good thing it wasn't a pick six or she'd been real depressed. Right, exactly. So Jeff decides (laughs) to go to the Hollywood collector show and get a picture of the newlyweds. And he's in the picture with them and claims that if you look close enough, you can see the jealousy in Ben's eyes. I don't think that's jealousy. I think that's a security guard wink. Exactly. I swear I thought they're going to say you could see Tiffany in this toast. Oh, well, they did. So anyway, that was God, by the way. At this point, she has a little bit of a meltdown. She starts screaming and she's just like at the top of her lungs saying, I have every right to be with Tiffany and it's not fair. And if she was in shackles and in jail, she would still be professing her right to be with Tiffany. So it was a pick six. Exactly. Exactly. It was a pick six. So Jeff points out the real dangerous. Pick six of these pills and take them, please. Jesus. We've all been there. So Jeff points out to Tiffany and the producer that the real stalker that was the most dangerous was a gentleman by the name of Robert John Bardo. Always three names. Yep. The greats always have three. You're so right about that. The goat. Yeah. (laughs) Jeffrey M. M. What's Jeffrey's middle name? Hold on. You got BTK, (laughs) Green River Killer. Yeah. um, Ted Bundy the goat. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there was, yeah, obviously. Yeah. John Wilkes Booth. Oh, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Anyway, so Jeff points out that the real dangerous stalker is Robert John Bardo. So this guy showed up at one of Tiffany's concerts in Phoenix with a 357, but he was subdued by security. He gets away, and he later went on to murder the actress Rebecca Schaefer. Can you imagine being a detective and (laughs) approached by Jeff, and he tells you there's a dangerous stalker out there, and you're like, oh, it's not him? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not the one to worry about. Yeah, hey, look, want... look, look. I have all, I have a Tiffany wardrobe on right now, but this guy's a real stalker. So Tiffany makes uh, an appearance in Santa Cruz, and Jeff decides to get tickets like he always does. <laughs> uh, but he shows up at like 6 a.m. to a 7 p.m. concert. Naturally. Oh, I would, you got to get there early. Yeah. 
Got to meet the community. Mm-hmm. Right. Get and the good seats. The forum members. There's nobody there except security guards. Wow. So he sets up his towel in the front row. Oh, shit. And he's talking to these security guards, and he's saying, like, uh, just so you know, the last time Tiffany was here, uh, this was her set list, and he's, like, naming everything out. And this, all you see is the security guards looking at each other, like, what? They the just fuck? walked away, and like, during the time. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'm her best friend, just so you know. So if you need anything. <laughs> out here. These are bad security guards. Yeah, I can answer questions, because, um, again, I'm her best friend. And then this woman bo- walks by, and she goes, uh, oh, what are you doing here? And he says, oh, I'm best friends of Tiffany and she's playing here tonight. And the person says, oh, you mean you're a fan? And he says, well, I'm a friend and a fan, but I'm still her best friend. So yeah. back to Kelly. In his mind. So Kelly. Well, she's my best friend. She's all our best yeah, friends. Right. So back to Kelly. She is also planning on attending a Tiffany concert in Denver. Now, keep in mind, she's never seen Tiffany before, which I thought was a little weird, you know, Never been to a concert to see Tiffany in person. So she heads over to the club with the plan. And the plan is to ask Tiffany about her son, Elijah, to make the conversation more about Tiffany than herself. Smart move. Does it work? Yeah. Oh, boy. I can see that getting dirty. He's like, what the fuck did you just say about my child? Exactly. I don't think it's a good plan at all. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you like this picture I took of him in his crib? So here's the problem. She can't get into the show because she lost her ID. So what does she do? She shows up to the show with a photocopied picture of her ID. It looks like somebody spilt coffee on a Martina Televatanova picture back in the 80s. <laughs> Martina Navratilova? Navratilova. Yeah, you know. it's, and it's rough. And But who's also asking for IDs at? A Tiffany concert. I've never had to show my idea at a concert. This is 2008. Maybe things were different. She was 31 at the time. She's probably, you know, I mean, you're doing your job. Maybe will call. She can't pick up her tickets, maybe. Well, hold on. The problem is this. She's trying to get away in the night. She was trying to get away in the night, and she goes on a bender. So before she does, she sings by the liquor store and decides to deal with the depression the old-fashioned way. Drink it. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. No problem getting through with that. Uh, Navratilova love a fitter photocopy ID at the liquor store. Yeah, the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yes, we don't you even look, care about that. Yeah, you, you look thirty, lady. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, here, I need some pop off. This is a some, guy. Here's your Jack Daniels. <laughs> she needed pop off and Jaeger. And By the way, this- nobody listen. Nobody that's not at least fifty orders Jaeger and pop off at the liquor store. If you come in like this, I need some Jaeger and pop off. The guy's like, that fucking person is twenty one. Yeah. Period. They so, know how to. They've been drinking. They know how yeah, to. Yeah. Nobody but, orders pop off unless something really is going on. Can you describe what this lady looks like? Well, Martina Tamavatanova. She's red. She's she's she looks a lot like Napoleon Dynamite. She really does. She's got just red like hair, frizzy long hair, short hair. It's like frizzy. It's out there. But okay. you know, uh, keep in mind she's a she technically has. <laughs> she has a man's body. Okay. Okay. I can go behind and, that. And keep in mind at the time. She wasn't talking about um, a sexual reassignment surgery. Postal sure. worker from Minnesota. I don't even know if the word transgender was used a lot back then. So In the early stages. All right. Yeah. So anyway. Trans am. She spins out of control because she gets fucked up on the Jaeger vodka combo. <laughs> Hopefully. And um, she's surrounded by Tiffany pictures back in the house. And she says... Tonight was my big chance to work out all of my problems with Tiffany, but things are looking pretty bleak right now. 
Now, this is the part where as a filmmaker or as an audience viewer, I think a lot of people are like, is this exploitive of her? Um, you know, is this fair? And I think the documentary film, the director did the right thing, which is to let the tape roll and let both of these people talk. But I know that they got some heat from this. Uh, it didn't bother me at all. So anyway, Jeff uh, heads down to a little convention in Los Angeles called Eroticon. Uh, you ever heard of Eroticon? Uh, I can imagine. It's sort where of like we got the fake pussies from. Yep. Porn it's convention. a convention for adult actresses. And fortunately, Tiffany fits into the lineup because she wants posed for Playboy. So <laughs> how many times do you think old Jeff jerked off to that centerfold? Like, yeah, I guarantee that playboy was hard as a rock. Yeah, it was a thick and he brought it with him to get so it. What year is this? He's this like, can you sign this page? It was this stuck. Like can two, you sign this page? 2008. And how old is Tiffany at this time of eroticon? Like she's going. I didn't do the math, but okay. I'm, 62. I'm guessing probably 60s, late 30s. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, yeah. Oh, in 2008. She's that young. Yeah, I would think so. Probably late 30s. OK, so anyway. Um, Jeff says Eroticon is basically a place where people go to make friendships and restore friendships with other fans. Um, so I did a little digging and um, from what I read, it sounds to me like both of these people could be suffering from erotomania. <laughs> Which is... I'm going to explain it to you. It is a condition that takes its name from French psychiatrist Gaetan Gitian de Clarembault. It's in the DSM-5. Oh, yeah. This, that, I remember this guy. Yep. <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah. It is a subtype of a delusional disorder. It is relatively uncommon paranoid condition that is characterized by an individual's delusions of another person being infatuated with them. This disorder is most often seen, though not exclusively, in female patients who are shy, dependent, and sexually inexperienced. The object of the delusion is typically a male who is unattainable due to high social or financial status, marriage, or uninterest. The object of obsession may also be imaginary, deceased, or someone the patient has never met. Delusions of reference are common as the erotomanic individual often perceives that they are being sent messages from the secret admirer through innocuous events such as seeing license plates from specific states, but as no proof. Commonly, the onset of erotomania is sudden and the course is chronic. So what kind of pill do you take for that? I don't know if there is one. Okay. But it definitely fits the profile. Um, so... A couple of famous people that were uh, diagnosed with this, uh, John Hinckley, who shot Reagan. Um, Reagan Library was just there. Yep, and he was also uh, infatuated with Jodie Foster. I remember that. Not yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, dinner with, uh, oh, dinner and then, with the Bushes uh, weeks uh, before. David Letterman and former astronaut Story Musgrave were both stalked by a woman named Margaret Ray. And then, remember there was an Aaron Andrews one as well? Some guy that would follow around in all those hotel rooms. Uh, that was a couple years ago. So anyway, back to Eroticon, not Erotomania. <clears throat> yeah, and also stalking has become so much easier over the years. Oh, has it? I would think you it rather would fuck harder. Jay Leno or Conan O'Brien if you had to fuck him? Why are we asking this question? Conan. What does this have Thank to do you. with Erotomania? It could be my own Let's version. Let's see fucking okay. 
Leno's dirty butt. <laughs> <laughs> His dirty denim butt. <laughs> denim pants. That's, today's going to be a good show. Let's go. <laughs> he hates Leno. Today's going to be a dirty butt. Today, hey, it's going to be a good show today. Can we get back to Erotic? Sure. Let's go. You guys keep your. Uh, homo eroticon <laughs> for uh, Leno and hey, who man. was it? Letterman? Conan. 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 Uh, Letterman, actually. Yeah. I, I okay. go for the redheads. Anyway, Jeff um, goes to Eroticon and he waits for Tiffany in a hallway and then she's running just as fast as she can <laughs> down the hallway. <laughs> and he grabs her and leans in for a kiss and he's a, she immediately pulls away. And Tiffany's like, oh, hey, Jeff. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm late. I got to get going. And just says, oh, no, Biggie, I already covered for you and told everybody that you're fashionably late. <laughs> it wasn't creepy at all. Oh, boy. So we see Jeff in church and he tells his pastor that God sent him to Eroticon and everybody was just great. And they're probably God's children, too. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, Pastor, I had Tiffany sign uh, her tits in her copy, in my copy of Playboy. And so the best those in the pastor's trying to play the guitar, and he's all dancing. He's like, hey, look, she signed my book. And he's like, okay, you got to put the Playboy down. I, would like, I feel like this person would ask Tiffany if he can sign Tiffany's tits. Can I, can I sign your tits, Tiffany? Yeah. <laughs> with, her, with her name? <laughs> so Jeff has tons of pictures of Tiffany. And he's getting more pictures of Tiffany at a Eroticon. And he leans over and he says, hey, why don't I just be your personal photographer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why not. <laughs> I want to just be your... Per- like, dude, nowadays in podcasting, and especially with other comedians, this is literally how it happens. It's just like, I, hey, let me produce your podcast. <laughs> I would like to see if Jeff had a big dick or not. Uh, here's my question. Chris and I essentially met in a for- in an online forum. <laughs> yeah, we did. We essentially, did. yeah. <laughs> this po- Dave, you stalked me all the way into real into real life, yeah. didn't you? Uh, do you yes, need a, got hey, a leg up now. Do you need a blister for your shine? Oh, shine. Get part of your hair, baby. Okay, I'm sure you already have. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he says, you know, Tiffany. Nobody knows you more than I do on the entire planet. And I would be the best photographer for you. And just so you know, I'll obviously back, be back tomorrow for day two of the show. And of course, I'm at the hotel right down the street. I got to get a fresh Jack mag. And if you want the number, <laughs> if you want Jack the number mag. to the hotel that I'm staying at, you just let me know. And she's just like, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So the producers decide <laughs> to bring these two people together. So Jeff and Kelly are going to meet. And Jeff wants to cheer Kelly up because she's so depressed. And, you know, he, he reminds her that Tiffany's, he calls her on the phone. This is on the phone. He says, you know, I just want you to be happy. And he goes, it's important that you remember that Tiffany's favorite sports are martial arts. And some of her songs are an actual antidote to depression. So he says, what you need to do right now is listen to I'll Be the Girl from her second album because it's impossible to be depressed if you listen to it. Then <laughs> Kelly away. <laughs> takes a few jokes or drops a few jokes about being a dumb blonde. And she says, uh, what do you call a smart blonde? And just like, I don't know. And she goes, a golden retriever. Zinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. So Jeff decides to meet up with Kelly in Vegas for a Tiffany concert. And Jeff and Kelly, before the concert, they're in a casino. 
And Jeff uh, pulls the camera aside and says, personally, I refer to her as male because that's the way I see her. And with hermaphrodites, you can take your pick. There's no hard and fast rule. <laughs> Yeah, I like the way autistic people are so honest. They are. You know what I mean? There's no hard and fast rule. Mm -mm. You know, you can take your pick. It's no big. Who you want to be. Kelly points out that her tits are real (laughs) and says, I'm on hormone therapy and I'm super stoked because the Denver Broncos just signed Jerry Rice as their number four receiver. Jeff's eyes just go blank at this point. And he goes, "Uh, that's interesting. I don't have any interest in sports. And her response is, so are you gay or straight? (laughs) And he just says, I'm straight. But he doesn't know about Jerry Rice. Yeah, he has no clue what she's talking about. So then Kelly explains to Jeff, so just so you know, I'm not looking for a one-night stand with Tiffany. I'm looking for a true connection. And Jeff's like, Kelly, no problem. I'm her best friend. And I'll give you a solid recommendation and tell her that you're all good. So they decide to share a hotel room together. And it's the night before the show. And it's time to hit the hay. But Kelly can't go to sleep because she needs to pull an all-nighter and prepare her makeup. So about three hours into putting on her makeup, Kelly says, I need this really bad. I know Jeff really loves Tiffany but I've got him outmatched. So the next day, I'm presuming she didn't sleep and just did the makeup all the way through the night in the morning into the next evening. They go to the concert. Now the concert's at a gay bar and it's just surrounded by like uh, Magic Mike type guys in the background. Good looking guys. Yeah, and um, they watch the whole concert and then they start building up the tension because you're like, is Kelly going to be able to meet you know, Tiffany, and then they get in the meet and greet line and it's not looking so good. And then they finally get to the end of the meet and greet line. And sure enough, Jeff gets a picture with her and he's kind of like leaning on his arm on the railing. being like, you know, so Tiffany, I'm your best friend. I got somebody I can introduce you to. You can't touch her though, obviously. No, no, no. And you see a guy's hand come out and pull Tiffany back when Jeff tries to touch her. Which great, great. How call. close does he get? Like maybe a, an arm's length. Those security guards always do that, though, when you try to touch the people. Yeah. Uh, you've had problems in the past? Just saying, dude, they do not let you get close enough. So, anyway, they get the pictures. And then afterwards, there is a huge crash. Because, I mean, you know, she's been waiting to meet her, this person her entire life since she came out of the coma. And, um, Kelly says, it doesn't look like Tiffany is going to come back to Denver with me. So she learned something even more important, though, and that is that she now has an everlasting relationship with Tiffany. She also realizes and claims this is much more important because you have to start out as friends first. Otherwise, you would just scare them away. That is true. Yeah. So at this point, Kelly goes into zombie mode. They're back in the hotel room and she's sitting on the edge of the bed and she looks like she's been up for days. And I couldn't tell if she was high or, you know, if it was just... Like stressed? Yeah, it was like a very emotional impact on her, uh, but it's taken a toll on her body. And she said the highlight of her life was tonight because Tiffany kissed her on the cheek. And then Jeff jumps in and says, I know how you feel, Kelly. 
Because in 1998 in San Jose, Tiffany kissed me in the front row in front of 500 people, and it was one of the best days of my life. And he just turns into a total chatty Kathy, and he's recalling all of these shows that he's been to. And then Kelly says, you know what, Jeff? That's really unfair. You're taking words. You're taking words out of my mouth. End of discussion. <laughs> and you're just like, what? the fuck <laughs> just <laughs> happened Holy Keep shit. An eye open. yeah it's like time to sleep with one eye open and at this point i'm thinking wait a minute how did the producers get insurance to put these two crazy people in a hotel room and let them share the same hotel room together and you could tell because jeff looked horny from the first <laughs> when we first got there he had that horny look to him yeah but my point is like where do you file that on the insurance claim you're like, just so you know, our talent, both of them are stalkers, and we're going to put them in. Intersex, possibly. One's intersex. What if you're the insurance company that only covers that, though? You got the market <laughs> you cornered. Got the market cornered on crazy intersex stalkers mm -hmm. and also regular non intersex stalkers. High premiums. So, Hermafund. <laughs> yep. Hermafund. Hermafund. Now, see, but that's what you could call them in 2008. Yeah, you now, can. Now it, you can. Now it would be something totally. It would be like a string of letters. Yeah. With so plus or minuses. Yeah. And arrows. Yeah. Bothies. Um, so the next morning, Kelly. Amperstamp? Amperstand. Uh, is it stamp? Stan I, I don't know. Amper stamp it's, I think it's amperstand. So the, anyway, the next morning, Kelly somehow gets Tiffany's phone number and texts her and says, hey, Tiffany, I had a great time at the concert last night. Thank you so much for hugging and kissing me. I love you so much. And I'm thinking, how the fuck did he get she get the phone number from Tiffany? Now, well, I'll answer that later. Remind me if I forget. Phone book. So then, like he's probably not texting anybody. I'll just tell you right now, he wasn't. Yeah, he's just he was just randomly texting. texting so imagine I just get a text. Thanks it was a conversation imagine. that he was oh having with himself or Ke with Kelly yeah. with herself back and forth this whole time. But is he actually texting or like no. sending a message to something or yes, somebody? Yes, he's literally, she's literally texting oh. and then responding as two different people. Wow. So yeah, it was weird. Like a Zoom call. Yeah, Zoom before Zoom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so then <laughs> they asked Jeff, hey Jeff, uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? This is after the concert. Everybody's gone home. And they send poor Kelly back on a bus all by herself. It's, I mean, it's probably what, six, seven hours? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just guessing from Denver to Vegas. Keep in mind, they only get one shot from this, and it's maybe three seconds. And she's just lonely holding a picture of Tiffany on the bus. And I'm like, the director went all the way to get this three second shot. That is dedication yeah. to the craft. So, anyway. Just back at home in uh, Santa Cruz, and they're like, "Hey, where yeah, do you maybe see the other hundred and fifty thousand seconds they got with just her going crazy, like." <laughs> ah, ah, yeah. ah. He's like, "Dude, listen, we've been doing this for nineteen years. We got to take this thirty minutes and fucking cut this shit." <laughs> so they asked Jeff where he sees himself in ten years, and he says, "Well, most likely married, probably no children, but I have Alyssa in my life now." And then we suddenly learn Jeff is no longer fascinated with Tiffany. He's moved on to Alyssa Milano. Oh, okay. Great. And he pulls out her latest CD and says, if I was forced to make a decision between Alyssa and Tiffany, I'd probably have to go with Alyssa. <laughs> well, 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 who's the boss now? <laughs> yeah, dude, didn't you? 
Then Jeff breaks into the bottom drawer of his dresser and pulls out. Was Alyssa Milano on Who's the Boss? Where have you been, God dude? damn it. <laughs> she plays a child? Yes. Yes. And I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. So then Jeff breaks into the bottom dresser of his jack drawer and pulls out a couple of CDs. <laughs> jack drawer. Well, I just assumed it was in the bottom of his jack drawer, drawer. Hidden, hidden behind a bunch of socks. Yeah. Uh, jack. Which are actually DVDs of a couple of Alyssa Milano's best films, which happen to be Poison Ivy 2 and Embrace the Vampire. Ooh. Never mind all that early work with Tony Danza and Judith Light. Yeah, did you know that those people were on Who's the Boss, Dave? With nope. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Never know. So I watched it. So Kelly and Jeff. I was more of a coach guy. <laughs> so you coach Craig T. Nelson? Craig T. Nelson, yeah. 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 And uh, what's his name? That brother? hot, dumb, blonde guy? Uh, is he hot? Well, you know hot, what I mean. He's good looking, yeah. All uh, dumbs, all blondes are dumb. All right. Yeah, you can cut all that out. So back in Denver, <laughs> so back in Denver, we catch up with Kelly, and Kelly's got a new friend in her life named Abby. Well, they met at a doctor's office, and they both like to drink beer, so it's a big hit. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> right? We all like beer. And then Kelly um, decides, well, i got to show you my Hans and Franz impression. Oh, right? boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And it was pretty good. It's really good. It's it actually pretty really good. good. Yeah. So, you know, this kind it's of wrapping, hard. wrapping up the doc, Kelly's doing better. Uh, she gets on hormone therapy. And she decides that she's in the process to get a sexual reassignment surgery. Oh, so it's good for, good for her. Yep. And then Jeff is still doing well. Um, he's in church and wreck and shop when the pastor starts a sermon. No word if he still uses his crystal bike helmet to communicate with Alyssa Milano. Um, so here's what I discovered. Upon further investigation, I found out that we actually watched the 100-minute cut of this film. There exists a 110-minute version oh, of this where film. he just shows Shit. up to church with nothing but centerfolds, like in a van, and it's just like <laughs> oh, in the. Pa- Can you imagine being a pastor and being like this? You got to fucking put the spank mags up. Yeah. So God loves everybody. <laughs> yeah, but you can't like, jack off in church, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, listen, Jeff. I've been. But cool God you. hates figs. <laughs> yeah, so been cool for a while. here's what was cut, to my knowledge. Um, in the extended cut, Jeff claims that Alyssa Milano can time travel, and she sent him back in time to fall out of love with Tiffany and in love with her. Yeah. It's like back to the future. Sure. There's a lot of good evidence, too. I didn't believe him up until this point, but when he showed the evidence. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, also noted that in the other version that Jeff created a YouTube channel and Jeff stated that Alyssa Milano betrayed him and set him up by issuing the restraining order he received from her. He doesn't seem to understand why a stranger cannot creep around someone else's backyard. In one video, he calls Milano a bisexual, nymphomaniac, statutory rapist, sociopathic serial killer, psychotic. Mm. Uh, sociopathic is his word. That I guess he created. Yeah, it's not okay. So, sociopathic. Wait, that's not, not how y'all say it. No, it's so, okay. Yeah, okay. Sociopathic. So, <laughs> dicey, dicey. Sociopathic. <laughs> so, so you guys tomato. remember Douglas Hawes, the cross-eyed um, guy who was friends with Jeff? Yeah, good-looking yeah. cross-eyed guy. Yeah, he wrote his own IMDb review. You want to hear it? Sure. Okay. He says, "I have known Jeff for twenty years." and actually made an appearance at the second of the two showings at Slam Dance in Park City, where I shared my thoughts following the screening. 
I am one of the few individuals who is willing to talk, who can confirm any of the details of Jeff's remarkable claims. There is substance to his story. Now, I don't know which part he's referring to, but I guarantee you it ain't that crystal helmet shit Mm -mm, because I know that didn't work. No. Although for years, I have attempted to talk him out of the fixed idea that he and Tiffany are meant to be together. Jeff is now quite happy with Tiffany's union with Englishman Ben. Kelly's views are not necessarily so amiable. In the closing scene, the viewer is relieved to find out that Jeff has overcome his fixation on Tiffany only to discover that he has now transferred his romantic interest towards celebrity Alyssa Milano. Which always happens. Mm -hmm. I must admit that I am the only one who accepts Jeff's assertion that he has a connection to Alyssa and her family dating back to his early days in New York City in the 80s when he hung out with various Italian families. That's how he got connected. But believe me, I have tried to talk Jeff out of the idea that he has a romantic possibility with Alyssa. Nonetheless, I believe his assertions that Alyssa in 1996 dropped by for a visit to his apartment during the shooting of Glory Days in Santa Cruz at Jeff's current place of residence. Jeff, in my estimation, is now a celebrity in his own right. In the documentary, he displays a positive and redeeming side that sees good and light in all situations. It seems that it is Jeff that gave Kelly a positive approach and attitude to her first encounter with Tiffany. During the remarkable meeting of the two obsessed stalkers with each other and with the object of their desire at the Crave Gay nightclub in Las Vegas, a meeting which was orchestrated by the filmmakers themselves. So I guess what Jeff is saying here is that um, he believes that Alyssa Milano actually went back to Jeff's apartment. Um, and I don't, I don't believe that because I think he's just as fucking nuts as he is. So what are your takes on this? Obviously, tough subject matter to cover in general. Um, I don't agree with the uh, criticism that the filmmakers were cruel to either one of these people. Personally, I didn't feel like um, I didn't think they were either. I didn't. I didn't think that existed. I will say this: there was a point where Dustin and I were laughing extremely hard, and we were saying, "Wow, it's fucked up that we're laughing about this, but it's not our fault that we're laughing about this." Yeah, I felt bad because they're like sweet people. They're just. But you also said this is the most fucked up documentary yeah. I've ever seen. At one point, yeah, and I the think it was like- yeah. So um, I would say this is a three star documentary. I would try. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna gonna give it three dockings. I would say three out of hunt, four, right? Three out of four dockings. I would say hunt down the 110 minute cut. Yeah, we but, gotta see what that's about. But I say people are people. You know, why should it be? We should get along so awkwardly. Did Tiffany ever cover that, or is that Tears for Fears? I don't know. I like it. Um, but um, I say watch it because it's 99 cents on Amazon. So um, give it a whirl. Again, this is four been- dockings for me. Four in and out. Yeah, really. Yeah. Tell us why. Uh, I mean, he's like, I would like a piece of your scab. And the fact that he just really liked Tiffany that much. I was more of a Belinda Carlisle guy. Right. But I could understand the same thing. There was a, the other time we paused it is when he put the salad bowl on his head and was trying to communicate with her. It wasn't a salad bowl. It was a biking helmet, but it had the crystals taped to it. But it looked like when he got into deep thought that the crystals started to light up a little bit. I saw that. You I saw, that? You saw that? I didn't yeah. see it. 
Anyway, um, that's down on the docs, episode eight. We thank you as always for listening. We're never going to stop asking. So give us a, a follow on Facebook, a follow on Instagram, and most importantly, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's down on the docs. That's a wrap, and we'll see you next week.